Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's my least favorite episode of every season, the, the women slash men tell all, but we're going to discuss it. I am doing so with my colleague and teammate, Amelia Wedemeyer. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Juliet. Welcome. Wow. Thanks. Great to see you. Great to see you too. <laughs> Just regaling you with some of my, um, the fruits of my Instagram labor of stalking everyone involved with Ginny and Georgia. Right, right. Um, what a tough week for TV for you, I guess. I you guess. Watching I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'll just watch anything on, on Netflix. Have you seen Superstore? No, but I saw you tweeting about it. I gotta watch that. You, it will lift your spirits. <laughs> that sounds I'm good. I'm serious. Honestly, it's so it's, good. It's needed after this woman tell all, which <laughs> I would just say I found to be not mildly, but like quite horrifying. I was just like, I yeah. can't believe we are watching this. The cognitive dissonance between like the life we are living as humans who watch yeah. The Bachelor and like the world depicted in this television program was super weird. And I don't really know how to discuss it without kind of like first addressing this, as I said, cognitive dissonance. Did yeah. you feel that way as you watched as well? Yes, of course. I was actually talking to Dylan Berkey, who produces the um, half of the Twitter stuff that everyone sees. Um, no Rose Althorn. Check it out on Ringer Social or on YouTube. Thank you. Yes. Um, but it was just like they were he had jokes they threw to him a lot I mean he was hosting the entire thing it was just very weird and I know you talked about um 
with Rachel Lindsay about like, you know, on the challenge, I don't watch that show anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, they kind of cut out that one girl. Dude, they cut her out. Yeah. Yeah. And they did the same thing. I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but there was a contestant. I heard about this. Yes. Who they had like a whole, um, I think, little disclaimer on before the episodes and was like, you know, we cut out cherry pie and I guess she had made it all the way to the final. So they really did a lot of editing to cut her time significantly. I thought about some other shows that have done that. Below Deck did it. This most recent Below Deck Med with this guy, Pete. Um, And I think it probably made that season less good, not because he would have been so entertaining, but because it's it's a tough editing challenge. Definitely. Um, and I don't think they could have done that with this woman tell all. So we're obviously talking yeah. about Chris Harrison. And was it just me? Or did you feel like there was more Chris than usual for one of these tell alls? No, he they, he had like more speaking time. Yes, he did. Right. And so yeah. it would have been very, very hard to cut around that. But like, on the one hand, I was like, should we even cover this particular episode? We're going to finish out the season. Um, sure. But ultimately, I think like, it's not the women's fault that that Chris Harrison has kind of um, the story on Chris Harrison has, has obfuscated the rest of the season in many ways. And there's just been a lot of fallout from it. So I think it's important to talk about each of the women when we will, after we get past some of, some of this sort of preamble. Um, But I just found it like so much more jarring than I was expecting. Obviously we saw him in last week's episode, but he was in it a a minimus amount. Um, And this, to me confirmed that he really can't come back to the show. I was like, I just feel uncomfortable watching this because yes. even, even if the women enjoyed him or didn't feel uncomfortable in the moment, I found it impossible to watch this without thinking about how he responded to Rachel. And I found it to be like so disingenuous, you know, yeah. even if it's not like malicious or hateful, but it just found, it just felt so disingenuous. It's the only word I can really come up with that. Totally. I didn't really want to like, participate in this episode i kept like looking away like literally it was very very bizarre it was no it was just really weird and there were a lot of like again just light moments that were i guess had by him and there were jokey moments and i mean even and i don't mean to critique the whole entire structure of the women tall because i think that in itself is it's up for debate i hate the women tall (laughs) yeah it's it's boring it's cheesy You don't really learn anything new. Never. It's such a waste. I mean, it's a real it's a waste, waste of a week. It's a waste. I would prefer two hours of bloopers. Should they should have shown as they yes. on TV? Oh my god! And I thought of when I was watching us. I thought of your blooper idea, and I was like, yes, because some, they showed them, and it was fun, and I yeah. had a good time. Um, that was probably the highlight of the episode. And I think, again, it was like. Nothing got resolved. He didn't really do a good job of even trying to resolve anything. And again, it's the structure of the the whole women tell all, men tell all show is that nothing really does. It's just a rehashing of drama. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't really know why. Like, I'm trying to think back to like the earlier years of reality TV. Like when this show started, a tenant of Bravo programming is the reunion, right? Like those oh. reunion shows, they're, they're often like better than the show itself. It's they're iconic. Like, I mean, the Salt Lake three-parter was, Ooh. was so real. I mean, those, <laughs> so those good. women go after each other and, and yeah. it actually is like a revealing piece of television that you're interested in, but nothing, right. 
very little. I shouldn't say nothing because we can talk about some of the revelations to the extent there were any, but so little new new insight comes out of it. And not only that, even like furthering the plot, like totally. Katie's rumored to be the Bachelorette, and that was a reality Steve rumor has been refuted, but certainly right. something like she was getting set up for it with her edit. Yes, except it was interesting to see the other some of the other girls um kind of take her to task for yes. the way in which she went about things, which I kind of disagree with, but it was it was just interesting to see, I think. Yeah, her and Chelsea got into it. Yeah, and Mari a little bit too. And then Serena C, who loves her stupid little fire analogy, was like, I just need to tell you again that you're an arsonist. Um, okay. <laughs> you're like, okay, girl. It did seem like there was kind of two camps. People who saved up lines that they wanted to drop. Yes! And those who were so uninterested in being there. Piper had the best facial expressions. I'm like really in on Piper. That is uh, funny. They gave her a lot of time. They gave her a whole sit down. I was like, okay. Well, this is just an absolute mess of a season. I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about it because yeah. I don't think we've ever known so little about a lead as we do with Matt. And it's partially because yeah. he was on The Bachelorette. But like, we don't know anything about him. When he came out, I was just like, who is this guy? It's And that's hard. See, it's hard because he was never on any season of The Bachelor. And they kind of just were like, okay, perfect. People seem to like him. Let's do it. Tyler says he's cool, which is just not a smart decision. It was very much a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. And Rachel said that at the time, too. As <laughs> you know, I was, I was always in support of it. I think it, sure. it could have been good. I think yeah. just, the way this season was pieced together, there's just so many bizarre choices. And the first like 30 minutes of the of the women tell all were once again, like all of this cattiness. And yeah, I know that she was a big part of the show, but the decision to lead with Victoria as like the, <laughs> the first, the, like in the first 30 minutes God. to either question her or redeem her. That was bizarre to me because I don't want to hear from her. I I know. And then to give her even more time at the end and for Matt to be all like, I essentially I essentially know your heart. You're a good person. And and it was just really weird. I was like, OK, I, I don't believe that Victoria is a good person. I don't either. Did you see she's selling merch now? I heard about that. It's very oh. dark. It's just very it's just this whole thing has has descended into such like an unfun place. And it's not even like chaotic. It's just um, have you ever seen the movie? Um, he, um, shoot, what's it called? Both Kate Hudson and and Jennifer Goodwin. Something borrowed. Have you ever seen that? Oh my god, I read the book. I never read the book, but there's the friend character who's really into John Krasinski. Yeah, and in the movie, she is like, it's just like so chaotic in here, like trying to like hit on him, <laughs> and be like, do you want to go somewhere else? And the way that I just said chaotic reminded me <laughs> of her in that movie, oh, which I've amazing. seen like upwards of twenty times. It's really? Just, yeah, it's not good. Wow. But, okay. but yeah, I've seen it cool. a lot. I think I saw it at a time when I was like really, like just really obsessed with the boy, and like it really spoke to me. Oh, I understand that in that I moment, that. and so like yeah. I kept re- repeat viewing. You know, I mean, this was like over 10 years ago. So <laughs> no, I get there's this Raven Simone movie that with Joanna Garcia that is on I love it's Joanna an Garcia. ABC family movie. You should watch it then. It's called Revenge of the Bridesmaids. It's a real fun movie. Okay. And I feel similar, but anyway, gotcha. okay, anyway sorry. Yeah. No, I was, I was going to say, and I was like wondering what <laughs> you, no, you yes, answered it. Sorry. Joanna Garcia is in Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, which I recommend. Right. Um, <laughs> great, great waste of time. Um, anyway, it's not even like this show has descended into chaos. It's actually very clear what's going on here. It's like there's a s- systemic problem 
with the show yeah. that Chris Harrison is now inexorable from and having to sit through, you know, an hour and 20 of, of non-commercial time was just very, <laughs> very, very strange. It was like, it was. And, um, you know, it was, so I've been thinking about like, what could they have done? So it was filmed like a month ago, I think almost okay. three, right. maybe three weeks ago. Cause he had the beard, Matt James, Matt James. I think right. he still has the hardened beard. Oh, does he? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I sure. like the hardened beard. Where do you stand on that? It's a very abundant. I don't know. I uh, just like James Harden. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> um, and so here are some options. They could have reshot it. Would have been difficult with COVID. Sure. They could have not aired it. Sure. They could have done told me totally different and done like so. They could have done like a Zoom show, which I hate Zoom content, especially after the Golden Globes. Oh, sure. Did you watch but Golden Globes? I didn't, but I saw all the fashion and ter- like, and by that I mean like Jason Sudeikis in a His rainbow hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm Zoom, fine with it. But the yeah. Zoom, oh, I liked it. The Zoom content was unbearable. I mean, don't show me Zoom Zoom content on my 4K TV. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I hey. Well, I I honestly could have. I would have been okay with the Zoom content had they if they needed- were. Yeah, they're doing yeah. it for the right reasons. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think that probably would have been best because you can't not show it, right? Like, it's not fair to the women who put themselves out mm-hmm. there to not get the chance to speak if they want to. All It's not like they said anything so right. earth-shattering, but they are given more profile. For someone like Piper, she got a lot of screen time. Yeah. But that probably would have been the best option, right? Reshoot it. I mean, yeah. I would... Or, you know what? Maybe reshoot it, but because they briefly showed a couple of those dates that we never saw. And they briefly showed Tasha and Jojo. Like they never showed that date, which no. is still mind blowing to there me. Was two whole dates we didn't see. And then, and then a lot of the Ben date that I guess we didn't get. Right. I mean, maybe show us that more of that. If you're really struggling for any content, I don't know. I yeah, mean, that's right. Outtakes, outtakes and like stuff we didn't see would have been a better use of time. And yeah. it's not even just about, like, I hate Chris. I genuinely, sure. I genuinely hope there's a way for Chris to learn and change and evolve as a human, yeah. you know? Yes. But to watch this, like, it was almost like, like being shoved inside of a snow globe. You don't want to have <laughs> where you're like inside this, like this, like totally disconnected bachelor world where nothing reflects the reality of the last three weeks and for the bachelor franchise and for the people who follow it. And it was like just profoundly strange. I I feel like I'm like still processing it. It was very, very weird. Yeah. Well, I, like you said, I mean, they glossed over. Well, they ha- of everything. I they mean, didn't nothing, address anything. Yeah, they didn't address anything. And I don't know if that's because uh, I mean, it's really weird to me. I don't know how many people I've, uh, there's, you know, no research done on how many people watch the show only and don't engage on uh, outside of it, but mm-hmm. you would think that the majority of people who watch the show would have seen what happened. And I don't know if they're just like, okay with it, or I don't know who made this decision. And what was a really weird decision. I wonder if these women like Rachel and that's part of Rachel Kirkinell. And oh, yeah. I wonder if before, um, Chris Harrison did his interview with Rachel Lindsay, if there was like, some discussion behind the scenes of like, this is what her plan is. She's going to speak. And like, perhaps they were aware of it. And so they didn't use the time to discuss it, but moreover, they might, it might've been discussed, 
and they just didn't show it. Maybe, but I also feel, and this isn't, I don't mean to knock anyone who's ever been on the show, but like these people go on this show for a reason and it's mm-hmm. kind of to become famous, you know? And I think a lot of them are okay with being able to be molded by producers and that they're kind of willing to say whatever or go along with whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and which is that that's that's just like kind of all of Bachelor Nation. And I think that's, I guess, fine if if you're OK with being that type of person. Um, yeah. Although a lot of these women proved otherwise. Right. And at least since this was filmed. I think so. But I also there's part of me that seems as if it was kind of. I don't I don't, I don't want to say like calculated, but, you know, there was a big enough push where they had to say something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't maybe that's just the cynic in me. But sure. I don't know. Sure. Well, it was interesting that Piper and Abigail and Katie were all really def- like definite in saying they didn't regret going on. Felt they like benefited from it in some way, which I think was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And most people who go on the show say that, actually, even even Mike Johnson, who's been like really outspoken. When mm-hmm. I spoke to him on Friday, by the way, that was extremely fun. Great guy. Um, he uh, <laughs> he's really into um, centering female pleasure. Um, <laughs> he I love him. He's great. He is. All the books he listed, that's what they're about. <laughs> anyway, um, they all seem to like enjoy the experience because I think that like one thing that I probably can't relate to because I'm like so risk averse and so boring and I'm just like a regular person <laughs> is that like people go on the show to like kind of like rupture the before and after of their lives, like before the show and after the show. Right. And even sure. if you end up going back to just like kind of quotidian life, like you or me, you do have this like big adventure in the middle of like, I went on TV and then I got to travel and I did all this stuff, which I, you know, even if you are disappointed with the show and, and the um, production people behind it, there is something to be said for like the experience that these women are being given um, and you look at someone like Abigail and she, I mean, you know, someone like Abigail is doing us a service as much mm-hmm. as she's doing it for like, you know, the community she's from. And I thought sure. the way that she talked about like not being part of the capital D deaf community, but being deaf and sort of like the liminality she lives in was like, was also really like meaningful and fascinating. And like, I like thank her for that. So mm-hmm. It's a it's a little bit more mixed and nuanced, I think, on a person to person basis. Sure, but sometimes it's, it's like just the last few weeks have been so overwhelming with the negatives and the sort of phoniness of of this whole scene yeah. that's like very hard to move forward. I mean, the whole phoniness, I don't know, has always been something that stood out to me, and I'm just like, okay, you're going on a you're going on a reality show. Yeah, and I, but I do understand that people like Abigail, like, I, yeah, I think that's great. You're pushing the needle, and um. But I just like there's something about it that I'm just like, okay, you're essentially going on a reality show like uh, beauty pageant. That's what this is kind of to me, at least. And again, again, maybe I'm just a cynic, but there's just something in my mind that, you know, is just like, okay, you're going on The Bachelor. I don't know. I mean, and (laughs) I need to work on that, I guess. But it's just a little. I think there's like a kind of person who wants me in front of the camera and some who don't. Sure. Like just for them, not even like for like acting. I think it's like, that's different. That's <laughs> yeah. like, that's like a craft and a skill. This is like, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it gets really 
like inexorable when you try to like tease it out. I think that's one of the reasons why I so deeply did not enjoy this woman tell all is it just made me ask like really big questions about like what's going on here to which there's no easy answers. And so then it's just like not fun. You're like, this is not what I signed up for. I exactly. It's, it's not what I signed up for, which it's just, uh, it's hard to reckon with kind of. It is hard. And I think that like, I think because this special, this woman tell all was so empty like we didn't learn anything particularly useful. We didn't really get much from Matt. We got like a weirdly higher usage rate than usual from Chris, like can just really compounded all of the problems that we've been sorting through on this pod and on no Rose all thorn and in Rogers recaps, like for mm-hmm. the last few weeks. And, you know, obviously the best place to really like to kind of think about this stuff is on higher learning. So I encourage you to, to listen to their show, but it just like really made everything so just like difficult to sort through. Cause like, I was just like pissed. I'm like, why are we even spending time on Victoria? That's exactly. I just, the entire, everything that's gone on. And I just, and I'm thinking back even further now, but it's just like, I'm pissed watching the show, I guess. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sick of watching the show kind of, you know, it's just yeah. like, this isn't what I signed up for originally, but now thinking back, it's like, okay, well, they've always been kind of like this. So maybe I should be smarter about this, you know? Yeah, it is true. Like, and I think back to like season one and I was like, what, what used to make this more fun? And yeah, great, great question. I think it's like the stakes felt lower. And I think was it also shorter? Like, was it just an hour? They did used to just just an hour, but it's been two hours for a long time. I think since like Mesnick, it's been two hours. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure. Cause I, when I went back and I like did the the ranking last year, mm-hmm. I was like, when did this show become two hours? And it was right around then. <laughs> so because <laughs> it used to be easier Ooh. to watch. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> but it's never it's never represented like any kind of utopia or any yeah. kind of like equality. You know what I mean? It's always never. been fucked up. But I think of course. that but I just think that we are all it just, it feels higher stakes and it feels like there's just like more, um, at risk. Also, it's just really popular. Like there's not another show like this, like in the zeitgeist, like there's other, like, obviously like there's plenty of shows that are more popular, like WandaVision or like the Mandalorian (laughs) or like even Mm -hmm. like Yellowstone, but this has like, my parents love that show. Yes. It's really popular, but this has like a singular hold over a, a part of pop culture. And it's also celebrity culture now too. It's kind of amazing. What the, the hold that you're speaking of is because I, you know, it's uh, the job I had before this, like I got to know a decent amount of people by being in the bachelor slack and talking about the bachelor. So like the bachelor helped me like have friends at my last job. I think that's true for like a lot of friend groups though. It's like a thing (laughs) they do together is like watch the bachelor. There's a reason why there's so many bachelor podcasts. Like it's a big ecosystem. And and the weird thing too is like we would when I would watch it with uh people I worked at my last job, and now I'm thinking of a time where I visited my friend in New York and we went over to her friend's place to watch it. And this was like only a few years ago. And it was never like, wow, we're so supportive of this love story. It was always <laughs> to make fun of it. It was yeah. always to make fun of it. So I what that tells me about myself is that I I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if I want to know, but <laughs> but I think that's true for a lot of people. It just feels it just feels like um, it's laughing at people and not laughing with them never has yeah. felt like so uncomfortable with this show. Yes, that's exactly, yes. And it's because that's I think it's it really moved into a mean zone. So a mean zone. It's just yeah. tough. 
it's just tough. I, but like I said, there I do think like hearing from Abigail was like was positive. Also, like I, I don't I'm almost like inexplicably pro Piper. Am I too pro Piper? You know, I don't want to say that you are, but it's OK. You are you pretty. You are kind of like her number one fan. <laughs> As you know, I like to find market deficiencies in fandom <laughs> and then become the number one fan. So <laughs> I just feel like she seemed like she's got a good personality and she got like a rough, sure. a rough shake. What did you think of Katie when she was in the hot seat with Chris? Um, oh, it's funny. I mean, I don't I. I thought it was more interesting when she was in the hot seat talking to the other girls. Mm. Um, they do not seem to like her. The, some of them really don't like her. And it was really intense. And I found it to be interesting because there, I think there were some, like, they brought up, I don't want to say they, you know, brought because I do think there was harassment in the house that was, like, clearly not okay. The, um, I said this before. I'm going to keep bringing it up. Yes. The, the removal of... Catalina's crown from her head by Victoria that was up. so indefensible. I think it was like basically violence and I'm not joking. No, that was so fucked not okay. up. Yeah, she okay. invaded her personal space. She took it off of her head. That's fucked up. You don't do that. You learn not to do that in kindergarten. Yeah, not okay. <laughs> um, And and just like, I think there was maybe, and then maybe it was edited to make it seem like there was much more of an us versus them mentality. But from what we saw, it was very much kind of a hostile space for the women who were new, which is not their fault at all. Like they were randomly selected, it seems like, to be the new people. And and they were blamed for it, which doesn't make any sense to me. And you know what? You can call it bullying or not. Like, I don't fucking care at this point. But it was a kind of harassment that they experienced. And it was not okay. And it's not fun to be, it's never fun to be the new person. So the way that the other women were treating these new girls was just like, you don't have to be fucking rude, but they were. And hearing from Brittany was pretty heartbreaking on that front. Oh my God. And that was another thing. It's like, oh, there was no harassment and bullying the house, but this woman had to deal with what she had to deal with. I know. And I know. I, I thought that was like weird willful ignorance from Chelsea. I have to say, I just like kind of disagreed with everything Chelsea said. I think because she maybe wasn't involved in some of this drama, she thinks it didn't exist. I think that is a a big thing. And sometimes you kind of feel like you have to defend when some people make blanket statements. Like when Katie said, it's all karma. I don't think she meant it like Mm -hmm. Chelsea or Chelsea, this is all karma on you. I think she kind of meant that towards people like Anna and uh, Victoria. And she just said it in an incorrect way, I guess, which is whatever. Um, And I think Chelsea felt like she needed to defend that because she didn't want to be part of that statement. And I think also you want to defend your friends sometimes too. And I think she felt that way too. Sure. You know? Yeah. But what do you think about them quibbling with Katie going to Matt? Like usually going to the lead to complain about other women as a way to um, just like punch your ticket to go home. But (laughs) I know. And it kind of was. It kind of was, but he just wasn't into her. I mean, that was obvious. She saw it. She said it. We all saw it. Um, Mm. But what do you think? Like, do you think she was justified in going to him? Well, definitely for the Anna Brittany business. Yes, totally. Totally. I mean, and I can't think of anything else she went to him for. Oh, for the new girl thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I think she was justified to do that, too, because I do, too. I don't. I I think she came off kind of poorly in this women tell all, Katie. But I still think she did the right thing, even if it was like 
made things actually worse in the house, not better. How could you see what was transpiring and not stand up for for that? Truly. Yeah, that's fucked up. And I don't know if again, I think it was a matter of people like Chelsea and Mari just feeling like they were being attacked and you never want to be the person who's in the wrong, you know, so you're going to defend it. And I I think that's what happened. And they're not coming off great in this women tell all either. I mean, it was like you're defending the indefensible. So whatever. Go off, I guess. But it's hard. It does seem like some of the women like Victoria, too. And like, I just don't get it. <sighs> I mean, didn't like a lot of the women like Corinne? I mean, yes, they're different. They they're different, but they did. Corinne guess... was like, seemed like immature to me, whereas Victoria yeah. is like extremely mean. And Corinne seemed like more of an actress to me than Victoria. Oh, interesting. OK, just based on how Victoria's acting on their women tell all. I felt like she was when she was crying and stuff. I think that was like legitimate and she was talking about like the hate she's getting on social right i thought that seemed more legit and in line with who we had seen during the season yeah and maybe again i don't know how what it because we only see a selective part of her which i'm not saying is okay because how she acted was not okay Mm -hmm. but you know i mean i'm not gonna lie and say that you know I'm not friends. I've I've been friends with people where they're like, you know, you kind of have to reckon with like, sure. oh, they're kind of a mean person, but then also they're funny, you know, and you're just like, God damn it. And it's hard. It's hard. And I, and I get that. But also, you know, just the stuff that she's done. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess maybe it is willful ignorance again. I don't know. But I really hope she doesn't go into the bachelor system. I don't want to see her on any spinoffs. I don't want to see her on paradise. I don't want to see her on summer games. Not interested. It's a hard pass for me. It's, yeah. Well, also, it's just like, I don't, okay, you had your fun and now you're kind of pathetic and sad. I don't know. I thought, I just thought it was very, it was just a real downer. It was. And then when she was trying to equate calling other women like whores and slores. I know. And to people bullying her, quote unquote, for her bra strap. I, was I know. Like, Come on. She fundamentally didn't understand what that was about because she kept like (laughs) focusing on the wrong things. And she was like, well, I've had to endure this. And I do think that like the message you get on social media can really fuck you up. I don't want to minimize that at all. No, totally. It's not the same as what Victoria did did to people on television, like face to face. Definitely. Yeah. her, Her own free will. I mean, she just really, she sucks. There's no way around it. I don't. She does suck. I was not looking forward to the women tell all because I was like, I, I don't, I don't like it any season. But I was just right. like, I don't want anyone to have like a redemption arc of any kind. I'm not yeah, I don't that. want the Victoria apology tour. Same with Anna. Same with just like even just Senia. Right. I, I thought she came off fine, I guess. But yeah, I don't really have any problems with her. But Maybe yeah, I, it was interesting to see. Well, to have and I again, I thought Brittany did a great job, and she. I did find it interesting that she was like, yeah, um, you didn't reach out to me at all. I was like, damn, that's that's fucked up that Anna it didn't is. reach out to her. Just <laughs> like, send her a text or seriously a Instagram DM if that's where you keep your communications. Like just yeah. send her a message like, hey, I apologize for what happened on the show. Hope you're hanging in there. See you at the woman tell all. Yeah. Like, and there not was that none hard. of that. not that hard and none of it. And she didn't even explain herself well. It was just like, oh my God. I know. I know. It's just, you know, the bachelor's not built for this. It's not built for. um, Yes, exactly. That is, that is the key thing here. It's not (laughs) built. It's not for all of this nuance. It's just not. Yeah, exactly. 
it's like a it's like a show that that trades in like very classical tropes that don't have much to do with real life and like pretending that it does have to do with real life makes it harder to justify its existence well again and i think that's why we keep on seeing this occurrence of you know these people having uh, instagrams and uh, t- tweets and whatnot is just because it's like they pull from a certain pool of people oh you mean you ones know? that are turn out to be offensive or, or you're right, referring yeah. to like taylor right well, yeah, Taylor, but like also Rachel and whatnot, you know, Rachel Kirkinell, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it, I don't. And again, this is, you know, I don't mean to be like, this is just like the worst demographic of people. But, you know, it's just it's interesting. It keeps happening. Sure. Well, we're talking about it and people are talking about The Bachelor more than ever, probably as a result of all this drama. It's true. It's true. And again, like, it's amazing how fast their followers uptick and, you know, know, how famous you can get. Yeah. From this show. It's it is amazing. I was looking at the Bachelor data girl again and it showed uh, the final four women and how many followers they Mm -hmm. got in as being the final four. And Hers, it was astounding how many people followed her. Yeah, she's at 464,000 at time of recording. Meanwhile, Brie is at 175. I mean, that's wild. And Brie almost exclusively posts thirst traps. So, <laughs> so come on, men, people. Where are you? What are you doing? I don't get at it. Men, so. where are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can we get her some more follows or what? She's like her in a bikini all the time. So she is stunning. She is stunning. Yeah. She's stunning. Yes, I, I agree. I love her in green too. Oh my God. Oh yeah, God. I know. It's her color. Her signature it color. It is her color. Oh my God. And that is a hard color. So congrats Michelle to Young, Brie. She's got 165 in case you're wondering. I just love Michelle. I think she's I know. great. She's she iconic. Great. She is great. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Amelia, what are some other reality shows you're watching right now? Maybe we should watch some other things in the meantime. Ooh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, like I said, I've just been really on a Superstore kick. 
really love that show. Not reality, but okay. Not reality. Sorry. Um. Well, you know, I I was thinking about going back to some Bravo, um, Real Housewives. I this is really embarrassing, but also I'm really into Love After Lockup. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a very interesting show. It's very trashy. Um. You know, my tastes aren't very uh cultured, I guess, but um nor are mine. I love watching old Real Housewives. When I go back and watch old New York, I'm just having a great time. Yeah. I so. love I love old Beverly Hills. I have several seasons on iTunes. Um They're all I think a lot of them are on Hulu. Yes. And then I realized that they were all on Hulu and I was like, damn it. I just spent like forty dollars. Okay, cool. Um, but that's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh I I loved, I know we've talked about Salt Lake City. Great. Great stuff. Great show. Honestly, just watch the reunions if you want. Like, just watch the last three episodes of the reunions. Like, you can watch the show, but the reunions will give you, they give you all the context, so you don't even need it. They really do. They do. But it's fun to watch these women interact throughout an entire season, too. Even though, you know, the Salt Lake City, I will say, if people want to get watch it, it's very doable because it's only like 10 episodes. And it's a great time. It is a great time. It's so good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, All right. So we got some recommendations for you. We're going to finish the yes. season out, obviously. But, you know, go back into the archives. A simpler time when it was easier to watch oh. reality TV. Yes. And Survivor. Sorry. Oh, my oh, yeah, God. Survivor. Watch some. Of course. On Netflix. Ooh, there are 40 seasons. Where can you watch not most on, of them? They're not on Netflix, but uh, most of them you can watch on Hulu. You can also watch them all on CBS All Access. Soon to be Paramount um, Plus. Oh, is really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, yes, it's well, replacing it. That's. Hmm, I don't know, I know how I feel about that. But, I know, uh, but um, you know what I'm excited about is Paramount Plus Real World with the original cast is coming later this week. So whoa, I know. Fired up. I'm gonna be watching. We're probably gonna do the B side on the Real World this week. So oh prepare, people. How Buckle exciting. up. Buckle up. I'm so excited. <gasps> Me too. This is what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. I'm you know who so you should excited. get on this podcast? Who? Um, Kyle Brandt. Oh my God, Amelia. Great idea. I'm going to reach out to him, our colleague. Wonderful yes. idea. Thank you. <laughs> I was just, because I was thinking, I was I, at first when he was, you know, started doing the podcast, and I was like, who is this guy? Like, how is he famous? I thought he was like a football player. No, he was on the real world. Chicago. He, he played with football. Tanya. At Princeton, yes. Okay, so Chicago, just a brief detour. Chicago is probably my third favorite season maybe second um but chicago was a great great cast it was kyle theo chris tanya anisa carrie carrie and then the girl that kyle dated on the show whose name i cannot remember but it was an iconic cast i mean anisa and tanya all together i mean seriously and you know, that that was the 9 Kara. 11. Kara was oh, the name of the Kara. Kara. Okay. Kara was not who Kyle dated. Carrie was who Kyle dated on the show. Carrie. Okay. Yeah. And they showed 9 11 on there. I know. Like it's the only time of, they brought in a TV. It's wild. I know. It, it, it'll be 20 years. That's crazy. For wow. them filming it. Yeah. It's a great, great, great season. My favorite season is Seattle, number seven. Chicago, I think, was 11. Okay. Um, cool. But it's a great show. I can't I wait. Think- God, you need to have Kyle You're on right. this podcast. I'm going to email him today. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Cool. Hey, time. Thank you all for listening as we work through our feelings about this very complicated <laughs> and also ultimately very boring woman tell all. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week for Fantasy Suites with Mallory Rubin, of course. Ooh, that'll um, be good. So real world coming later and more batch next week. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you soon.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 